Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I'd like to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I wanted to talk to you today about being courageous and jumping in with both feet. So what do I mean by that? Many people get an idea of something that they want to do. They have this desire placed in their heart. And instead of jumping forward with both feet and taking a leap of faith and being courageous and brave about it, they put it on the back burner. You know, they know there's something that they desire to do, but they just really ignore it. And maybe they're not meaning to ignore it. They just think, oh yeah, I'll think about that later. And later becomes never because you never end up going back to revisit it because you think every time that thought comes up, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. I know in my own life, whenever I've thought of something I wanted to do and I didn't do it right away, it didn't get done. That totally happened for me. And I also know that procrastination is just another form of fear. When we say, oh, I'll do that later, I'll think of that later, I think subconsciously somewhere our brains are telling us, you can't achieve that, you won't be successful, so just let that go. And that effectively is what happens because our brain is like a huge filing cabinet and it gets filed under later. Think about that later. And unless spirit is just there giving you winks and synchronicities and signs and pushing you, you don't think about it. You just put it in the back and it just gets lost in all of that extra clutter of that later folder. Because, you know, that later folder, it's not organized. It's just all crap that gets thrown in there as I'll do it later. And sometimes the universe is giving us signs and synchronicities and we're just ignoring it because we'll do it later. That doesn't apply to me. I'm not going to tackle that right now. That's too much work. So we just let it go. I was talking with um, a friend and and colleague today, and we were talking about designing a website. And she said, yeah, I'm just struggling on the content, and I don't know about pricing and all of that. And I remember whenever I first started my website, and I first started thinking about pricing and, and what, you know, what was I going to charge for different sessions? And I remember it not wanting to put a price there. I just couldn't come up with the price. You know, I just like, I don't know. I really don't know. And later, after I was working with my mentor, you know, she said, you know, that's just fear, right? You're just afraid because if you put it down, it's real. If you make an actual price, it's real and you have to offer that service. And she was absolutely right. And in putting out that you do this service or you have this thing, it's very intimidating because you're putting yourself out there for the world to see, right? For other people to come and judge and say, well, who does she think she is to do this or to charge this or this or that? And you know, that's just all BS because you have to do what feels right for you. And you notice that people will charge different prices for different things. That's because, you know, we 
all have to be comfortable with what our price points are and what we are willing to charge and even what our services are, what we offer, because there are a lot of people who offer a lot of services, but they may not advertise all of it. They may just do a few things because they just don't even want to put themselves out there that much. And again, it's fear. It all comes down to being afraid of putting yourself out there, putting a price. You know, nobody wants to be judged, but let's face it, you're going to be judged no matter what, because there are people who have low energy. They're vibrating on a much lower frequency and those people will gossip and they'll say things and you can't worry about those people. I probably have haters. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are people who just don't like me and I don't know. And the reason I don't know is because I don't care. And it takes a lot to get to that point because I used to be the type of person that every time anybody said anything, I'd be like, oh, they have to like me. And in fact, something came up the other day that um, a situation happened and I heard something that someone had said about me who didn't know me, but just because of a situation that, um, you know, me being in a new position, this person was like, well, you know, because I guess it was change, I don't know, but said some negative things without ever having met me. And at first, I was triggered. I was like, what? This person doesn't even know me. Why do they, why is he saying like mean things about me? And then I talked to one of my friends and he said, you know, why do you care? And when he said it, it was very obvious to me. Like, yeah, I don't know why I care. I shouldn't care. I shouldn't care. And he said, yeah, just go in there and do your own thing. And, you know, I don't think anyone will be rude to your face, but even if they are, so what? That says more about that person than it does you. And he was absolutely right. And even quoted back to me some of my own advice that I've given on the podcast. I'm like, thank you very much. Sometimes my own words come back to bite me. So even sometimes I have to be reminded that it does not matter what other people think. What other people think of you is none of your business. What matters is what you think of yourself because you are the one you have to live with. And there will be people who don't like you. It doesn't matter. You could be Mary Poppins. Well, people didn't like Mary Poppins either, right? She had enemies. The father in the story didn't like her very much at the beginning. So what I'm saying is you can be Susie Sunshine all you want. There are going to be people who don't like you, and there will be people who don't like you simply because you're Susie Sunshine, because you're happy all the time, and that's going to just annoy the hell out of them. They're going to wonder what in the world, why is that person so happy? There's something wrong with that person. And the truth is, there's nothing wrong with you. It's Other people's reaction to you is about them. It's not about you. Unless you're going around being really rude to people all the time. And then, yeah, stop doing that. But if you're just living your life, and you're being a good person, and you're being kind and spreading positivity, and people don't like you, that's on them. Okay, because we can't control how others react to us we can control how we react to them. And that's hard sometimes because when you're faced with someone who's negative and you say something and they bite back, it's hard to bite your tongue, it really is. But that's where that practice and you know, being the better person, being the bigger person. And it's not only because 
you look like the better person when you don't sink to their level, but it also lowers your energy when you spend your energy saying negative things to somebody. It's like you're dropping your own energy. And remember, if you're wanting to manifest things, you've got to be in that high vibrating energy. You've got to be in the right frame of mind, the right energy to actually rise up to meet the things that you want to see appear in your life. And you can't do that if you're constantly down in the pits fighting with people. It doesn't work that way. And if you are letting fear hold you back because you're, you know, care, you know, you're worried about what everyone else thinks or you don't want to put yourself out there. You've got to stop. You just got to stop that. And it's not easy. It's really not. But there are things that you can do to help eliminate the fear. Number one, I always call on Archangel Michael. He's like my go-to guy. I swear we're on the same team where he's always around. And I've been told that by many mediums I've had readings with. They're like, oh, I see Archangel Michael. I'm like, yes, I know. Because I call on him every day. And if I'm in a situation where I'm terrified, I call on him. I've done that in job interviews. I had to do it today because we had a new teacher training and they wanted to make a welcome back video and they wanted to introduce all of the new teachers to everyone in the district. So they're making a video that's going to go on Facebook and it will be played during the opening day session with the whole district. And now you might be saying, now Melissa, why were you worried? You do Facebook lives all the time. You're on, you know, video all the time. I know that, but on a Facebook Live, I don't have to watch the replay. But now they're recording a video, and I have to watch myself in front of the entire district. So, of course, the nerves started. But I asked Archangel Michael to be with me, and I didn't stutter or stumble once when I said what I had to say. And I spoke in both English and German, so (laughs) it was a little more intimidating. But you know what? We all experience fear. Everyone does. It's just a normal, natural part of life. It's how you respond to the fear that really determines how your life is going to be. Because we can let fear control us and take over and allow us to be stopped in our tracks. Or we can say forget fear. Or if you'd like to use a stronger F word, by all means, go ahead. I don't say things like that on here because I know there are people who listen with kids. But if you have to say that in your head, say it. Because honestly, that's what you're doing. You're telling fear to get lost, take a hike. You're not welcome here. At one time, you served a purpose. When I was little, you protected me. But now you're keeping me stuck, so just go away. Because fear is really just our ego stepping in and saying, this isn't going to work. You'll never be able to do this. This would take a miracle. Okay? you know what? Miracles happen every day. So I don't know why people limit themselves so much, but our thinking keeps us so small. If instead of saying, I can't do it because we said, I can do it because we have to reframe our thoughts and not, I can't do it because I have limited resources change it to, I can do it because I'm working with the universe and the universe has unlimited resources. It's all about changing our thinking. It really, truly is. 
And it's hard for people to see that or to believe that or to think that. But do you know how many people I've had reach out to me and they've said to me, you know, since I started listening to your podcast, my thinking and my way of thinking has changed so much and so many miraculous things are happening in my life. And the people who are taking my program, A Purposeful Pilgrimage, I get messages like, I thank you every day that I took this course and that you are here because my life is changing in amazing ways. And I'm saying that because I want you to know that it's possible for you to experience the same thing that these people are experiencing. It's entirely possible. Everything is possible. We just need to have a little bit more of like a Mary Poppins mindset. You know what I mean? It's like she snapped her fingers and could do whatever she wanted. And her confidence, practically perfect in every way, right? You have to get used to being that confident in yourself. Because I swear to you, if you could see the spiritual team who is standing behind you, you would never doubt yourself again. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't fail. They're right behind me. It's interesting because, you know, not a lot of people go to mediums or they get readings or things like that. And everyone has a different belief system and a different view. I totally understand that. But as for me, I do believe in that. And I have gone to people. And it's incredible the confirmation that I get that departed loved ones are there watching, angels, guides, that we have this whole team of people who are trying to show us the path. But all too often we resist it because we don't want to... We don't want to take a risk. Let me just stay here in my comfort zone. Okay, I've parked my car here and I just want to stay here because it's nice. I've got the heated seats and I don't want to move out of it. But the problem is you might live a comfortable life, but it's not exciting. I mean, I don't know. I'd rather have a couple of years of exciting than a whole lifetime of just comfy because I feel like we were meant to come here to experience as much as possible and you can't do that if you don't step out of that comfort zone let me tell you a story I like to equate this to I have cousins who lived in Michigan and they would come and visit every summer and we would go to Six Flags And as a kid, oh my gosh, I could not wait to go to Six Flags. It was so much fun. I would think about all the rides I was going to ride. And I wasn't afraid to ride rides as a kid. And I still love rides. I'll ride anything except now as I've gotten older, I can't do the spinning in a circle things. Because I don't know. Those I don't like anymore. But I used to ride everything. And our cousins would come from Michigan. And they they had Cedar Point which those of you from Ohio, you know, they were just like, oh, it's the best park. It's so fun and blah, blah, blah. And they would talk about it. It's so much better than Six Flags, which I'm pretty sure it is, but I've never been there. But my brother says, oh yeah, they have better roller coasters, but I've never been there. Anyway, they would always talk this 
theme park up like, oh, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best. Six Flags is the worst, you know, comparing it. And then they would come and then not write anything. Like, oh, I'll get sick if I write that. Oh, I'll get sick. So I don't think they wrote anything at that other theme park. But it reminds me of that. Because it's like, you're talking this big game, like I'm gonna accomplish this in life and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And then you come and you sit on the bench. It's like, we used to laugh and say that they rode bench the ride because they would go and not do anything. If anything was too, it moved too much, it would make them sick. They would have motion sickness. Like they would take Dramamine to go to a theme park. I mean, that's how it was. And I love them, don't get me wrong, but it's like, really? What? <laughs> you know, it was nothing like my brother and my sister and I who were racing to the front of the park to get there and couldn't wait to get on all of the big roller coasters. That's how we are. And to me, that's what life should be like. It should be like being at an amusement park. Or if you don't like amusement parks, wherever you really want to be in life, being there and not being able to wait to get there and racing to get there and being so excited, like that's how life should feel. But for so many of us, we just sit on bench the ride. We don't do anything because we are allowing fear to bench us. And you're no good to anyone if you don't take risks. I'm sorry. You have to take risks in life. Nothing ventured, nothing gained is right. And I was thinking about this today, too, because they showed us a video, um, and it was Steve Jobs, and it was about the risk takers in life are the dream makers. They're not, they don't allow people to put them in a box. They don't like rules. They don't conform to society. Those are the people who really, truly change the world. And it's so true. I mean, look at the people, like, look at Oprah. She was an unconventional reporter, right? Not like what you would typically see. Look at any great athlete. Often those people started as like the bench warmers, you know? When I think about the Blues this year, Bennington was the backup goalie. And he ended up being like one of the stars of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And why is that? It's because those people don't let other people's opinion affect them. When someone says, you're not good enough to be on TV, or you're not good enough to be the starting goalie, they didn't listen to that. And as a teacher, I think about that all the time. Like, I I don't want to be a traditional teacher who just does things by the book, you know? There's no fun in that when you don't experiment and try new things and just see what happens. It's like sometimes you just throw things to the wall and you see what sticks. And not everything will. You'll fail. But honestly, I don't see... I hate the word fail because it has a negative connotation and I don't think it's negative. I think that when you fail, it's just the universe saying, hey, that didn't work, try this. It's just an opportunity for you to try a different way. 
And I know there's some sort of acronym for fail that has a positive meaning. I I don't know what it is right now, but I think that failure is actually a positive thing. So many people who invented awesome things failed at first. I mean, you look at Abraham Lincoln. He had so many things that you might have called him a failure for in his life early on. And yet, he turned out to be the president. So many people that we look at as inspirational now didn't start off that way. You don't have to be perfect to start. Perfectionism, that's just another form of fear too. It's keeping you stuck because you say, I have to know everything. I have to read up on everything. No, you don't. You really don't. You can course correct. You can start something and if you decide that you found a better way, go back and fix it. I think about teaching. And when you're going to school to be a teacher, you take all of these classes where they will sit there and tell you the best methods of teaching and they will give you content information. But it is not until you actually do the student teaching that you learn. Like, to me, that's the make it or break it moment. And that is where a lot of people say, nope, this isn't for me. And even then, even in the student teaching, you still aren't prepared fully for what you're going to see in that classroom. And in teaching, the tried and true method is trial and error. It really is. You've got to be willing to take risks and to be flexible and to understand that sometimes your ideas are going to fail miserably. And when they fail miserably... I mean, at least for me, this is what I do. I have a few backup plans on the back burner. And when I try something new, if it does not work, I don't keep doing that same lesson all day long going, well, it didn't work then. Let's see if it works the same way the next few hours. No, I don't do that. I can see where something didn't work and I can try to fix it. Sometimes it just takes some tweaking and adjusting. And sometimes you're like, this was a bad lesson. And you throw it out and you do something different. Because it's like that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And if you're sitting there thinking, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that, but I I really, I don't know, and you're on the fence and you're just really wishy-washy about it, I'm telling you it's because you're allowing your ego to get involved. And your ego needs to just shut up. To be truly great at anything, you have to dismiss that ego. You really do. That ego isn't going to do anything positive for you. I'm not a perfect person, and I will have times where I catch my ego stepping in, and I have to be checked. (laughs) And oftentimes, my children are the ones who check me. They're like, Mom, really? And you need people like that in your life to say, hey, yeah, you're, you're getting carried away. Like, your ego is just gone. You've let it run away with everything. 
Because it's when the ego steps in that we start saying things like, well, I need to be as good as so-and-so. I need to have this many people. I need to do this many things. That's your ego. You shouldn't compare yourself to any person. I don't care if there are 100 million people doing the thing you want to do. You're bringing something to it that's different. That's what makes you different. And yeah, we might look at what other people do to just say, well, what, what's so-and-so doing out here just to get an idea? But honestly, I don't even do that. I really don't do that. Because I feel like what I bring is my own thing. And I don't know, it might be similar to somebody else. It might be totally different. I haven't really checked. I just do what I know I need to do. And some people find this difficult to believe, I know. But people who come to me and they want to work with me and we do coaching together, I'm not like any other coach you probably had. I don't have a script. I don't have a thing I stick to. I just really tap into you and your energy and what you need. And to me, that makes me different from a lot of traditional coaches because... They just tell you, you know, this is what you need to be successful. And it's kind of a one-size-fits-all approach sometimes. And I use my intuition, and I think that's what sets me apart. It's like I'm tapping into my guides and your guides, and together we're developing a whole plan for your life so that you can live your best life. And I honestly feel like that's what people need. You know, you need somebody who actually can tap into your energy and knows you and knows what you need. Because sometimes we don't even know ourselves what we need. Or just like, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't even know where to start. And I have to tell you that I understand that feeling. I have so many times in the past few weeks had this feeling of overwhelm because I'm starting something new. I mean, I know I taught German before, but I did not teach at this school. I only had levels one and two. Now I'm responsible for all the levels and I don't have a book for the threes and the fours and I'm coming up, I have to come up with my own stuff and it's a challenge. But it's one that I look forward to because I know that it's going to make me a better teacher. And I know that I have to put my ego aside and put my fear aside and just say, okay, just do this. I could let fear creep in. I could have that fear that, oh, what if these kids don't like me because I'm not their other teacher? And there might be kids who do, who might have that attitude of, you're not Frau, you're not my Frau. I laugh and joke because my daughter said she was going to wear a shirt that says, not my Frau. Or she's giving me a hard time, but there may be kids who really feel that way. And I understand that. I get it. So I have to not only worry about the content 
But I have to worry about those connections that I make with those kiddos too. And it's an added stressor. And I could let my ego totally run away with it, but I'm not going to. And there are so many ways that your ego can run away with whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do. Your ego could tell you, you're too old, it's too late, it's going to be too difficult, you're not going to make enough money, you're not going to be successful. Know that when you hear those things, that is your ego. And your ego is a jerk. Seriously, our egos are just jerks. They lie to us all the time. They tell us things that are simply not true. So it's up to you to ignore the ego. Tap into that self-confidence. If you truly knew who you were and where you came from, you would never doubt yourself. You would never doubt yourself. You were divinely created. You are a part of the divine and you have unlimited resources at your fingertips. It's just a matter of knowing that and tapping into that. And once you realize that, you are unstoppable. You're unstoppable. You are a force to be reckoned with. And you have everything you need to be successful. So don't allow fear to keep you frozen. Be courageous and take that first step. That's all the universe is asking you to do is just move. Move and they will be there to guide your path each step of the way. All right. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you before I leave. It is from the Archangel Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. And it's gentleness. Archangel Sandalfun. Be very gentle with yourself at this time. Surround yourself with gentle people, situations, and environments. And I couldn't agree with that more. You need to really take care of yourself and surround yourself with positive people. You know, think about who you hang around. Are you around people who, if you said to them, I have this idea and I want to do it, they would say, well, you're crazy. Oh, that's never going to work. Because those are the people you need to stay away from. Or just don't talk about your ideas to. But if you know you have people in your life, if you said, hey, I want to try this really crazy venture, but I think it would work. And they say, oh my gosh, that's so great. Go for it. Those are the people you need to surround yourself with. You don't have to tell everyone everything that you're doing, especially if you know they're going to be jealous or they're just not going to support you or they're going to try to drag you down. Then don't talk to them about it. But you also know you probably have people in your life who would support you. And if you don't, then I would really suggest that you ask to join our Facebook group, Manifest Your Best Life. It's free, and 
we had done a free training, but you don't have to have been a part of the free training to get in. It's just a supportive place where you can go and you can post anything that you're working on or you're thinking about and you might need some feedback or support, like you need people to really just be there for you. It's a great place because it's judgment-free, everyone is kind, and we're actually going to be doing some workshops. Heather and I, we really loved the free training we did for the week long and a lot of people said they loved it and it changed their life and we wanted to build off of that. So we're coming up with a workshop that you guys will be hearing about coming up. So if you join that group, we're gonna be posting it there for sure. So I will put a link in there for the Facebook group just so you guys can ask to join the Facebook group if you want. Again, it's just a safe space for you. If you need support or you just want to be around positive people, that's a great place. And if you want to follow me on social media, I have the um, links in the description to my podcast for Facebook and for um, Instagram. And I'm on Twitter too. You can get there from my website contact me if you need anything. As always, if you like the podcast, please share and please subscribe. That helps people find me. And if you leave a review for me from wherever you're listening, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, wherever, I really appreciate that. Thank you to those who already have. I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to check out my Facebook page because I am starting to go live again doing readings. I know a lot of people like that. So I'm going to start doing that again now that my schedule has calmed down a little bit. I just want to thank you all for being with me, for being here. I hope that you have a fabulous day. I am sending you massive love and light, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.